Hello everyone, welcome to Resurrection Sunday, yay, 2022. Jesus came 2,000 years ago, died on the cross and rose again after three days. Do you believe that? I, I believe in the resurrection. And, and just this week, or just last week, I've, I've been a believer now for 43 years. I got saved at the age of 19. I heard about Jesus. He, he protected me and I searched for Him and I received Him into my life as a risen Savior, a living, living Savior. You see, Jesus changed my life, not because He was a good teacher, not because He was a prophet, but because He is the Son of God, dead and raised to life. Come on, give Him a big praise. Give Him a big praise. And I just want to challenge anyone today who's struggling in your faith. Do you believe in the resurrection? Because I believe that one question could just draw you straight back to Jesus. If you've been wandering or, or doubting or, or want whatever, it, do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? And if you can answer yes or I hope so, I think so, I, th I think there's going to be a draw here today because it's what unites us as believers in Jesus. In fact, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is worthless. And so is yours, so is our faith. So I'm, I'm speaking to those of faith today who, no matter what circumstance, you might love God with all your heart, you might be in a difficult moment, but if we believe that Jesus has raised from the dead, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect in our lives and our faith and our heart. And so here we go. We're going to come to the, the story of the resurrection. And so we're going to talk now about the, the cross, the Saturday and the Sunday. The, the cross was on the Friday afternoon, 3 p.m., Jesus died. And it says his last words on the cross Friday afternoon, that terrible Friday afternoon was, it is finished. In English, that's three words, but in the Greek, it's actually just one word. It's a proclamation of absolute victory by a, a conquering general in the Roman army. You see, Jesus Although he was stripped bare and, and naked and bleeding and, and dying on the cross, his, his last words were not the words of a, a man who was, has been killed or murdered. Or his, his words are the words of absolute, complete, total victory. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. He is worthy of all of our praise. Even on the cross, he knew his work was finished. What work? Well, the work that saved you and me, the, the grace poured out on us to forgive us and, and, and to bring us new life and new hearts and, 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 and new everything, new marriages and, and, and new, new every, the way we see life, the way we carry on life is because Jesus died on the cross and He proclaimed, it is finished. And, and He died a physical, actual death. And, and for the next uh, Two and a half days after that, until the Sunday morning, Jesus celebrated his victory or enforced his victory. What did he do during that time? People say, well, he died on the, the Friday afternoon and he rose again on the Sunday morning. What happened in the middle? And this is not my main point, but I want to tell you he did two things that we know. One is he welcomed the other thief on the cross into heaven, into paradise. You see, on the cross... Jesus had a thief on either side. The one on the left side was, was cursing Jesus. But the one on the right side, he was saying to Jesus, Remember me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. And Jesus turned. And, and, and they say that when, when you see a picture of Jesus, a painting of Jesus, he's always looking to his right-hand side in every single 
painting or every drawing because that's the side where that thief was that said, help me. Do you remember me? Can you help me? And Jesus turned to him and he said these words in Luke 23, verse 42. Then he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him and said, truly, truly, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. And paradise is one of the words for heaven. One of the words for the, the blessing and the refreshing where, where Abraham went to and Moses went to. And, and the thief on the cross is going to go there because he called on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I got saved at 19. My old dad got saved at 90 years old. It doesn't matter where or when or how. When we call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. And that thief went out knowing that Jesus had promised today, you'll be with me in paradise. So we know that when Jesus physically died, his, his soul, his, his spirit went somewhere. It went to heaven and he would have welcomed the thief. Now, the Bible doesn't say the name of the thief, but history actually does. His name was Dismas, which doesn't mean much except that we know he's a real person and we know that Jesus saw Dismas and Dismas saw Jesus and, and there would have been a, probably a, a, a hug, a, a Middle Eastern type manly hug and uh, welcome Dismas to your future. Welcome into heaven. And, and, and that, that young man who, who had lived a terrible life of, 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 of hurting people, changed on the cross, was, was welcomed that day with Jesus into paradise. Give the Lord a big praise. Come on. This is the hope that we have for the whole world to, to share good news. The second thing we know that Jesus did do during that time was he went to hell and he took the keys of death and hell from the devil. Yeah, he, he went there not as, a, uh, not as a beaten person on the cross. He went there as, 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 as the victorious Lord. It, it is finished, God. He went there as the it is finished one and the Bible says, Revelation 1.18, Jesus said, I am the living one. I was dead and, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades, which is one of the words for hell. And so Jesus, during that time, was not in, in hell as a victim or a, um, uh, wasn't in a dungeon. He went there to proclaim and to take, to proclaim the victory. And the Bible actually says in, in, in 2 Peter, he proclaimed to the, to the spirits in, in, in Hades and, and, and lifted those out who were, who were going to receive his word. It's sort of mysterious stuff in the Bible, but we know Jesus went as the victorious, really experiencing, experiencing his victory right there. So we come to Sunday morning. Are you ready? It's now Sunday morning. The Bible says it's before before the light. The, the Greek word proi, which means just before light, just, 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 when the, the, just when the first light of dawn is just starting. The sun's not up yet, but it's coming. At that time in the morning, we're going to read here John 20, verse 1, early at that time on the first day of the week, that Sunday, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Now, this is not a little stone. This is a big stone. This is like it would have taken a lot of power to get that stone away from the tomb entrance. And she came running to Simon Peter, ran, ran back from the tomb, found Simon Peter and the other disciple, who we know is actually John, who wrote this, this very part of the, the Gospels, the Gospel of John. 
The other t- and, and, and so Simon Peter and, and John, the one Jesus loved and, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we, we don't know where they put him. So no one's seen Jesus yet. It's, it's early in the morning. It's, it's dark. She's going there to, to, I don't know what she's thinking. Like she's not going to be able to get to the body through that big stone. And it's gone. And she comes running. And then it says both were running. Who's that? That's Peter and John. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the, team, the tomb first. John is writing about John saying, I'm a faster runner than Peter. I got there first. I was there first at the tomb. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. So he was the fastest runner, but he wasn't the bravest. He was outside saying, what's going on here? And Simon Peter came along behind him. I, I, I guess the picture from John is puffing like, I got there way before, before Peter. Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. So Peter was slower, but had guts, had the, had the, 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 the heart to just boom straight into the tomb. And so Simon Peter came in there and behind him and went straight in the tomb. And he saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. So Jesus had a, a, a white cloth and a white head cover And the Bible says here, the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, who was that? That's John, also went inside. Now listen to this. And he saw and he believed. He saw and he believed. What did John see? Well, he saw an empty tomb. He saw an empty tomb and he knew that something supernatural happened. The the stone was rolled away and he goes inside there. And and it says he believed. How did he know that someone just didn't take the body of Jesus? Well, there's there's a funny thing here about this this head linen. And and it's hard to explain here, but Jesus was a carpenter. And carpenters used to have a cloth. This is paper, but just imagine it's cloth. And they had a certain way of folding their cloth after a day in the carpentry shop. Folding the, the sweat cloth and folding it ready for use the next day. It was a sign that the day had finished, that the, the, the day's work had been accomplished. And it was folded, I don't know how, but it was folded in a certain way. And when John went in and saw the, the facial cloth folded in a certain way, it was a sign to John that Jesus was saying, I'm alive and I've folded my linen because I've finished the work. I've finished the work. I'm resurrected. And so John, John is, it says he saw the scene. He saw it all and he knew that Jesus had risen from the dead, even though he hadn't physically seen the body of Jesus. It says here the the cloth was lying in its place and John knew what this meant. Verse 9, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Like these guys heard everything for three years. In fact, the last six months, Jesus kept saying, I've got to die. I've got to die for people. It's the reason I came. The son came to seek and to save the lost. I'm going to die, but rise again after three days. Jesus did tell them over and over for at least six months. He'd been telling them. And it says here, they still didn't understand that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And the disciples went back to where they were staying. Mary stood outside the tomb 
crying. Well, this is a scene, right? Where people are running, people are looking, people are believing. Mary is crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they, the angels, asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She says, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus. This is the first person to see the resurrected Jesus. It was Mary, Mary Magdalene. It was Mary, the one who had wiped his feet with her her hair and and, and, and followed him with all of her heart. Her, she'd, her life had been changed. And, 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 and this is the one that Jesus chooses to enjoy the, 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 the revelation, enjoy the unveiling of his, his new physical body, his resurrected body. And, and uh, he, it's really quite amazing that, that he does this. And, and it says here in verse 14, At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize it was Jesus. Why? Because he was clean. He was, he, his wounds were healed. He still had wounds. We know that. But he wasn't looking the same as he looked on the cross. This was now the resurrected body of Jesus. And it looked different and it was powerful. And it's a, a picture of us, of our resurrected bodies. One day I'm going to out, outlive this tent and I'm going to take on a resurrected body. And so are you to live forever and ever with the King of Kings. Give the Lord a big praise. Come on. There is a resurrection coming for each one of us who believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and Jesus said to her, Mary, what what a great word to say to Mary right now. She's crying. She's shocked. And and, uh, let's go back to verse 15. He asked a woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, there it is, the word, the name. You want to hear Jesus call your name. I want to hear him call my name. In a hard time, I want to hear the name when God says, Rod, I'm with you, Rod. And then Mary saw, and the first thing she, she heard was Mary, the, the, the reaffirming heart and voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and all of a sudden, she would have been just so filled with his love and, he, and, the, and, the, and this, 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 this uh, amazement that he's actually risen. And she, it says she turned to him and cried out in Aramaic, which was her heart language. Rabboni, which means teacher, which means the one who has it all, the, the teacher. She, she's crying in a heart language, her home language, her, her mother tongue. She cries out because of this incredible revelation. And Jesus said, don't hold on to me, for I've not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. Now, I think she went and said, I have seen the Lord. You could probably hear her running down the the street with her her shoes going, click, 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 click. What is that? Click, 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 click. I think it's Mary. What? I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. I mean, she's not coming calm. She's coming full of amazement and joy because of a resurrected Jesus, friends. A resurrected Jesus should make us have a resurrected heart. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. And she said, I've seen the Lord. And she said those things that He said to her. So this is the the morning of the resurrection. But it's not the end of the day. It's the beginning of the day when Jesus appears to Mary. 
You see, what's going to happen on that Resurrection Sunday is that Jesus isn't going to finish with Mary. He is going to go on. I counted at least. I could count another eight or nine other times. Jesus just flames on, just appears, just, just has this resurrection surprise day. He's having a surprise party day. He, he just keeps showing up. On this Sunday, he appears to the disciples. He appears to what we call the, the, the two on the road to Emmaus. He appears to the other women, which includes his mum. He appears to, to the disciples. He appears to his brother, James, his younger brother, half-brother, James. He appears to 500 people at one time. Let's read this together, shall we? 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 8. Paul is talking about this. For I received what I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and to then to the twelve. After that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep, some died. And then He appeared to James, that's His that's his younger brother. And then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as a one abnormally born. This is later that Paul, uh, years later, that Paul had this incredible impacting uh, meeting with, with the risen Jesus. So what we're seeing here is that on the day that he appears, Jesus is ready to party. Jesus is ready to to celebrate. Friends, we don't serve a a sad God. On the cross was really sad and we remember what Jesus did for us. But three days later, Jesus throws a resurrection party and he just keeps appearing and disappearing. For many, many weeks now, he's going to keep appearing to the disciples, both in Jerusalem and in Galilee and back in Jerusalem. And finally, he's going to be taken off this world into heaven and we get to receive the Holy Spirit right to now. I tell you, friends, I believe in the resurrection. It changed my life. I believe in Jesus, not just because of what the Bible says, which is true. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record the resurrection story. But I believe because of the word and because I have experienced the risen Jesus Christ. And as I finish today, I want to say there's two things for us who believe in the resurrection. One is this, There is no final death for us. There is no death. Even though I might die physically, even though our brothers and sisters around the world die, and some through just old age or sickness, but others through war and and terrible things, we have the hope that there is no final death. I have been a pastor for 35 years, and I have done funerals in many different countries, including Japan, including Thailand and Australia. And I have discovered that the death of believers, even though some might be very, very sad, there is still the, the seed or the, 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 the concept of hope, Christian hope, that this death is not the end. I believe, believe it. I believe it with all my heart. I don't want to die, but if I die, I know where I'm going. If you as a believer die, I know where you are going. And at funerals, I'm able to read these scriptures and say, we have a living hope. We would we, we believe it. And listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 here. It says, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? 
And what it's saying here is that we as believers in Jesus have a very, very clear picture of death and dying, that it's not the end. In my own life and my own family, I've had this conversation with people that don't believe. And I said, I said, I want you to believe. I want you to believe because I want to see you in heaven with me. I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. And I've seen many of my family receive Jesus and, and many of my friends. When I first got saved, two of my fireman friends re- received Jesus. And, um, and years later, one of them died at an early death. And I don't understand that, but I, I know I'm going to see Steve again in heaven. It's an incredible concept. All the people that we help around the world through Tejas in India or people wherever, we're helping people and releasing and blessing. We're going to meet them again. We're going to see them in heaven. We're going to hear the stories of the ages forever and ever with our Lord Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a big praise. There is no final death for believers. And the, the very last thing I want to say is this. The Bible says we have the same power in us that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power, boom, that, that touched Jesus' dead body and raised it up. That same power. Let me read it to you in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, 20. And His incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead. That power in us is the same as the power exerted on Christ Jesus' body, raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. There is no death and we have the same power. There is no death and we have the same power. And I'm going to preach this till the end of my days. Friends, I want to tell you, if you believe in the resurrection, there is no death, no final death, and you have the same power in you by the Holy Spirit. Come on, give God a big praise. And as I finish today, just let me go back to the beginning. When I received Jesus at 19, I hadn't done anything good for God. I was a, I was a man way outside Jesus. And when I received Him, I received His resurrection power. I received from the moment I received Him, even though I had done nothing good, nothing to earn it, I received the same power. And no matter what circumstance you're in today, I want to pray for you right now that you can know in your heart the resurrection. You can know that there's no final death and you have the same power to overcome whatever you're facing in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for people here, even people that maybe have been doubting or stepping away. Lord, I pray today they would step back into resurrection power, into no final death. They would step back into your grace and your love. And for those who love you, Lord, I'm praying they would recognize the same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in their lives. And they would live that way and speak that way and believe that way because you're in our lives. We believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. And today, if you'd like to receive Jesus or come back to Jesus, I want to pray for you. I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to say, would you believe in the resurrection? Would you believe that you could be forgiven and going to heaven? You ready? One, two, three. I pray, Lord, that people would open their hearts right now and receive you, receive your grace, your forgiveness, your love. Same power of a resurrected Jesus in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Easter 2022. It's been a a wild ride, hasn't it? Things are happening all over. We can be anchored to this great truth. God bless you.